The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, everyone is looking for you. He told them, let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to use this mic. I hope that's okay. If you... I'm losing my voice a little bit. <laughs> I need some healing this morning. So there's this obvious theme of healing in our liturgy of the word this morning. Many of you know that's a theme that's very dear to my heart. So I thought I would just unpack it a little bit. Because we see that Jesus healed all the time as he went about his public ministry. And it's a good question to ask why. Why did Jesus heal? Well, he felt sorry for people, that's for sure. But he didn't heal everybody all the time. And we see that today, too. When I pray for people, when our healing team prays for people, we don't see people healed all the time. And that's a bit of a mystery, for sure. But I think it helps us to go back to one of the main reasons why he healed people. And it was to show that what he was saying about himself and about his father was true. So it was to confirm his message. We like to say that whenever Jesus proclaimed the gospel, there was this demonstration of divine power. And that led to faith in Jesus. So we all have some level of faith. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here on a Sunday morning. So we all have some level of faith in God's goodness, in God's plan for our lives, in our own goodness, and in the calling that we all have to follow Jesus. But there's more that the Lord, I think, wants all of us to know about, to discover. As we continue to follow him, he shows us more and more about himself and about ourselves and about the calling that we all have 
to this life in Christ. As I was saying at the beginning of Mass, not only is God present here in the Blessed Sacrament, but as St. Paul would say, he's alive in me. He even said, it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. God is with us. God is with me. And he gives me a share in his life through the Holy Spirit. He gives me a share in his life with the Father, in his communion with the Father. But he also gives me a share in his authority to pray in his name, to pray for healing in his name, to even drive out demons in his name. So this is what you might say is the fullness of the Christian life. I've been asking this trick question. What does it mean to be a Christian? And most people will say, well, someone who believes in Jesus. And then I'll say, well, did the devil believe in Jesus? Oh, I guess he did, didn't he? Was the devil a Christian? I don't think so. So then what is the definition of a Christian? Someone who shares in the life of Christ, who shares in the anointing that Jesus the Christ received. Christ is not his last name. It's his title, the Christ, the anointed one. And we as Christians, we share in that anointing, which means that we share in his authority, in his power. So that we can do the works that Jesus did. So that will help, and even greater ones, he said, John chapter 14, verse 12, at the Last Supper. If you believe in me, you'll do the works that I do, and even greater ones than these will you do. That's what Jesus said. So that people will continue to believe. And faith leads to hope. And hope leads us then to love the way that he loved. Jesus is a really good guy, right? He's more than that, of course. We believe he's more than that. But he is very special. Jesus is a very special person, the son of the living God, who went around helping people recognize their own dignity as well. So he didn't just heal Bodies, but he healed hearts as, as, our, as our psalm today highlighted so beautifully. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. So he didn't just heal bodies, he healed hearts. And that's really what Jesus wants to go after. He binds up their wounds, it says. And we all have wounds Some have deeper wounds than others. But as I like to say, sin, sin leaves its mark all the time on all of us. Our personal sin and the sin that we're exposed to in the world around us. It wounds us. It can break our hearts. And it can really, 
uh, have us then struggle with our own identity and our own dignity. I think you see that in the world around us. It seems like society is going through one big identity crisis. And that's the effect of sin in our society. We lose sight. We lose touch of who we are in Christ. And we lose the sense of our dignity, of our great calling to be sons and daughters of God. So Jesus comes to restore that as well. I just celebrated the nine o'clock mass too this morning and I recalled the parable of the prodigal son or the parable of the loving father. What did the father do when his son came back? After his son came to his senses, he said to himself, well, I know, I know that I don't deserve to be back in my father's house as a son, but maybe he'll take me back as a slave. But that wasn't good enough for the father. As soon as the son came back, the father hugged him and kissed him, it says. And then he snaps his finger, calls his servants and says, put new sandals on his feet, a new robe on him and a new ring on his finger. Let's celebrate. Let's kill the fatted calf and let's celebrate because the son of mine was dead and he is alive. Again, he was lost and has been found. So the father's restoring his dignity. That's what Jesus is trying to communicate through the parable. That Jesus was restoring his dignity, which he had pretty much forfeited by living a life of sin. And we can all get trapped in that. And we can, like poor Job, you know. Job spoke saying in our first reading, Is not man's life on earth a drudgery? Are not his days those of hirelings? He is a slave who longs for the shade, a hireling who waits for his wages. So I have been assigned months of misery and troubled nights have have been allotted to me. Perhaps you can relate to that right now. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun, that's for sure. But the Lord will meet us even in those places and assure us that we are not forsaken and that life is not hopeless because really this life is just a a pilgrimage, I like to say. We're all on a pilgrimage through time on our way to eternity. And, And when we get to heaven, that'll be the ultimate healing for all of us. There'll be no more tension, no more suffering, pain, sickness, illness, and disease in heaven. No more envy or jealousy or lust or gluttony, anger, fear, none of that. So that'll be our ultimate healing. But Jesus does want us to experience that even here and now. Even here and now. To some degree. And he also wants us to be his ambassadors of that life, of that hope, of that love, of that mercy, of that healing. 
So as we continue with our mass today, dear brothers and sisters, let's all pray for our own healing. We, as I said, we all have a need for healing of various kinds. I know some of you are sick. I'm a little sick. I'm going to pray for healing. But maybe some of you do have heavy hearts this morning. Maybe some of you are, are struggling with, with anxiety or depression. Well, the Lord wants to bring healing to all of that. And sometimes he does it very directly. Sometimes he does it through prayer ministers. Sometimes he does it through medical professionals. It's all legit. <laughs> it's all legit. But we have access to all of that as his sons and daughters. And he wants us to ask. So Lord, we ask you, heal us today. Heal our hearts, heal our bodies, heal our minds so that we can experience more and more that abundant life that you came to give us, that you won for us through your passion, death, and resurrection. Amen.